the world is changing and women are going to be leading that change because that holistic view, that diffused awareness allows women to come from their heart. And women typically don't want to invest in things or do things that are going to harm the planet. You're listening to The Life and Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, hey, everyone. Annie Dickerson here together with none other than Julie Lim. Julie, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I just got back inside the house in our Airbnb here in Portland. Just got back inside. It's raining here, but rain in Portland, as I'm realizing, is like this nice, comfortable drizzle. And it's not like this crazy, like downpour. Oh, my gosh, can't go outside. So we just threw on our raincoats, threw on our rain boots and went outside and started exploring and it's just amazing to me all of the different plants and like fruit trees and just even veggies that we've seen just literally walking around our block. I mean, we've seen blackberries and blueberries and fig trees and apple and pear, maple trees, cherry trees. There's a walnut tree right outside where we park our car, literally on the block that we're staying at at this Airbnb. And it's just amazing because at home, (laughs) the only thing that tends to grow within a one block radius of our home are weeds. (laughs) And they're not very pretty. Um, So to go outside and see all of this wonderful, just all of this growth and like foliage and just greenery is just, it makes me happy. You're like, I feel like I'm a you're part living in the produce section. <laughs> there you go at Whole Foods. I don't even need to go to the Whole Foods because everything's actually, organic. So yeah, exactly. Yep. We just took a little basket and we've been going outside <laughs> quietly, like plucking little berries and putting in our bag, but yeah. So it's good fun. Yeah. That's so fun. How amazing. What a magical world for your yeah. kids to come from, go from California where mm-hmm. there's not a lot more than maybe some succulents growing, or if you're growing fruit trees, it's like really labor intensive because you got to water <laughs> them and take care of them. Right. But just yep. to go to this world where just magically, it seems like everything grows. There's such an abundance of different types of fruits and veggies that grow just right outside your door, which is so cool. I'm so excited for you to continue your journey. I know you guys have had a yeah. Fantastic time in Portland already, and just continue to explore and have fun as a family. Yeah, it's been an amazing time to be here together. My mom is here, I've got my husband here, my kids, and it's just this is part of what we talk about everything here on the Life and Money Show because so much of it is intertwined and works together, right? And what we do with our life has so much to do with what happens with our money and vice versa. And so, just so grateful that I'm able to do this with the fam. So it's good. Yeah, exactly. And there's no bigger proponent of empowering women, empowering moms to live a life by design, take control, take their families out and really live their best life than our guest today, who is Mark A. Granger. He's the co-founder with his wife, Shannon, of Big Impact HQ and creator of the Speaker Blueprints. And he's just, he's such a big proponent of women and empowering women and helping women to get the opportunities that they deserve both at home and in the workplace or starting their own business. And he's got quite an incredible journey of how he came to do that, starting way back early in his career and really having that pivotal moment where he realized, oh my gosh, women can have the power to change the world. And he, instead of tamping down on that, he really decided he wanted to be a part of that. 
And that's what Big Impact HQ is all about. And we dive into a lot of that in today's conversation. Yeah, I thought there, one of the recurring themes throughout the episode was this question of how can women become more confident? How can they become more free? How can they become more empowered by the actions that they take or not take? And a lot of it came back to making mistakes and feeling like it's okay to make mistakes. And I know after now talking to hundreds of female investors that this is one area that a lot of women feel like they can't make a mistake because if they make a mistake, it's a reflection on them. Maybe they make a mistake, they lose money for their family. And it's like, oh no, oh my gosh, the worst thing in the world. Whereas men are more accustomed to saying that failure is okay because they know that when we fail, that we're able to learn so much more about ourselves and make progress at the end of the day. And so that was one big takeaway for me. And so there was so much that we talked about. One big thing that we jumped into was why speaking, because I thought that this was an interesting sort of way to position female empowerment through speaking. And I know for myself included, one of the favorite things that I like to do, but it's one of those things that really empowers women, it turns out, as he goes on to talk about in the episode. And so, so much good stuff. And he even wrote us after the show and was like, what can we do? We need to work together because he knows our whole mission is out there to help women as well. And so is he just was such a great show. So indeed. Well, for all of our listeners out there, male and female, whether you've invested in real estate before, or you're just at the starting line, a great place to get started with the whole world of passive real estate investing, which is what we specialize in is to grab a copy of our book. It's called investing for good. And we have a free hardcover copy for all of you. Just go to goodegginvestments.com slash book. And with that, let's dive into our conversation with Mark A. Granger. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Now, Mark, you and your wife, Shannon, have shared the stage with some of the biggest speakers in the world, including many that our listeners know well, like Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Jack Canfield, one of the creators of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, and many, many others. And I know you also coach and you inspire others, particularly women leaders and entrepreneurs to find and use their power to change the world, which is so much of what Julie and I support through our work at Good Egg Investments as well. So start by taking us back earlier in your story, because I know you had an early experience in college that led you down this path to develop this passion you currently have for supporting and empowering women leaders. So take us back there. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it was really interesting because I had um, I had just gone down through this training. I was studying to be a, a marriage and family therapist. And so I was really into pop psychology at the time and learning a lot about boundaries and family dynamics and, and really understanding what gets in the way of a person owning their power when it comes to the dynamics of a family. And so I was very excited and started working, went through a whole entire training on how to work a hotline for a domestic abuse line called Catalyst. They actually had a, a halfway house. I don't know if you call it a halfway house, but it's a home where you would be able to go and meet a particular woman who might, and maybe her children, who might be in a domestic violence situation and give them some sanctity and safety and resources to get their life together. 
And I was really good at Paul's. It was amazing how I would just start talking with these women. Oftentimes, they would be a little shocked to hear a man's voice at the end of the call. What was really beautiful about it is through just having great conversation and understanding communication skills, which a lot of these women did not have, what I started to see is these women are brilliant, but they've been trained and they've been conditioned to give away their power. So they were giving away their power to the men in their life, which often translated into being people pleasers. And it was very difficult for them to see what I would see and what I could hear through the line is that they were smart, they were intelligent, they were ambitious, and they were resourceful. They just didn't believe in themselves and see that they had a voice. And I think that started me on a path on just working in general, just putting my my mission out there. And then when I look back years later, I look back and I saw that 80% of the women that I had been working with were women. And they were dancing that dance of really stepping into leadership and owning their voice. And I think there was something that just resonated with the work we started to do together. That is fascinating. What led you to be interested in marriage and family counseling in the first place? (laughs) Well, actually, it was interesting because I went into graduate school to become a marriage and family therapist. And after about a year, I found myself leaving to become an entrepreneur. So I had all this training and all this stuff around education and language and communication skills. And yet when I went into therapy training to become a marriage and family therapist, I didn't find myself dealing with my fears. I could talk about my family dynamics. I could talk about my problems. All of that was really simple for me. But the biggest challenge for me was to ask for money. I was scared to ask for money. I was raised, you don't talk about your finances. I was raised, you don't talk about what people spend their money on and how much money they have to spend. And so I just intuitively knew that if I was going to be sitting across from someone and had these fears of being able to express myself and ask important questions around money, that it really, I needed to work on Mark. And I wasn't getting that education and that experience in the college atmosphere, the graduate school atmosphere. So I left and joined network marketing. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. At the time, it seemed insane because I lost a lot of money. I didn't make money in it, but I learned so much about business and leadership and training and speaking. It was the best graduate school I could have gone to. And so, you know, you're in your 20s. It's the time to get educated. And then that allowed me to really exponentially, I didn't realize I was making an investment on my ability to lead and make money in the future. Gosh, what a start to your journey. That's incredible. For our listeners who may not be familiar with network marketing, tell them a little bit about that model and how it works. Sure. So it's been around for ages. I think the original company that got it started was Amway. And the nature of network marketing is, this is fascinating, the nature of network marketing is using other people's efforts to generate wealth. So typically you have a consumable, something that people are using all the time, toothpaste, soap, all these kind of consumables, and you can build a sales force of the people that you know, friends, family, and their friends and family, and you get a commission on the sales force that you build. And so it really leverages other people's efforts. And that's the brilliance of the model. The challenge is the model is not simple. It's challenging to become the person who could be successful in that because you got to get people there. You got to get them to see the vision. They got to invest in themselves. And that is really the education. And The big thing that network marketing companies do really effectively that I would like to see corporate America start to do, and they're just now starting to do it, is that they really develop the person. So so network marketing is fantastic for the training. 
You're learning how to sell, how to present yourself. You're learning how to lead and you're learning how to work on yourself. And so the whole personal growth that I had been doing my whole life showed up in front of me in an opportunity to work on network marketing. So MLM, multi-level marketing, network marketing, these are some of the companies. And since the internet came on, you see a lot more of them doing it on the internet. It's a great model for moving product and developing skills. So you mentioned you didn't make money, you lost money through network marketing, but you learned a lot. So tell us about some of those lessons that you learned that were so oh valuable for your journey. Yeah. Well, I think the first most, it really depends because somebody, a lot of your listeners, I don't know what their status is and the, what the work that they're doing in the world because they're trying to free themselves from the work in order to create time. And I love that. Instead of working for money, work to free your time. And that was deeper concept of what you're learning in network marketing. But for me, I had a lot of things going on in my head, in my heart. I had a lot of fear, a lot of self-doubt. I did not know how to talk about myself. I did not know how to present myself powerfully. I gave away my power. And that was why I lost so much money. I mean, I was investing in training and taking basically the money I had allocated for graduate school and investing in my business. And what I saw is that it takes a rare person who's really willing to invest in themselves and make themselves a commodity. And when you want to go out there and make something happen, you've got to invest in your abilities to communicate, your ability to speak. And so for me, like simple things, like I remember we shared an office with a lot of us that were in the company and we'd have a desk and we would do desk rent. And so you'd pay for your desk and you'd have a phone line. Well, I paid for the phone line, but my business partner, who was my upline, she ended up using my phone when I left. It ran up like a $2,000 bill. And I never got that money back. So you just learn lessons about business. I mean, that happens in business. You don't realize that it happens all the time. People don't pay you. You have to learn to deal with people who aren't showing up, people who aren't living their word and learning to deal and find people who live and operate in integrity becomes a really important part of what you're looking for, the people you hire and the people you do work with. Mm. So it sounds like you had sort of these two parallel experiences, very different, but in some ways there were some common threads, right? Working with the women who were victims of domestic abuse. And then on the other hand, having this business experience with network marketing. And really in both cases, you saw what happens when you give away your power or when you're conditioned so that you're not empowered and you're not communicating. So tell us what happened next. So you had these two experiences experiences? Were they simultaneous or was no, what they, happened no, first? It, it had been probably five or six years between the two. And what I really started seeing once I got older is that it was really about not having a voice. And my mom and I, I grew up born and raised in Alaska. And I had a father who worked in the oil field and he was a man before his time. I mean, emotionally connected, the evolved masculine. And my mom was this brilliant woman who didn't have a voice. And I remember we would come home from parties and someone would say, Hey, Linda, what did you guys pay for your house? And she didn't know how to answer the question. She didn't know how to set boundaries. And so then we'd be on the way home and I could see how she was discouraged because she didn't know how to take a stand for herself. And I think somewhere along the line, I made the decision that brilliant women should not be voiceless. And as we're stepping into the world now, you're seeing women start to step into their power and own their voice. And that's why my wife and I really specialize in helping brilliant women 
find their voice or take their current message and elevate it to another level of excellence because it's through your voice that you accomplish your goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. So then tell us about the next leg of the journey. How did you go from there where you started to develop this passion for empowering women to creating and co-founding Big Impact HQ? Well, I don't think at the time I realized I was empowering women. That was kind of the operating system underneath everything. I was trying to prove myself. And I knew I wanted to do speaking and consulting of some sort. And I went into, I was really excited because one of my first real jobs was to become an account executive for a radio station. And that was awesome work. I loved that work. I got to write ads for companies. I've written over 1,100 ads, worked with some of the greatest brands in the world, including Harley-Davidson and Aflac and Porsche. And what I began to see is business owners struggled with their marketing and their message. They didn't know how to talk about what they do. They didn't know how to position themselves. They would talk about things that are irrelevant to their customers, and they really needed help and support. And so I really made a name for myself in radio and in marketing and became a senior branding strategist. That was when I left that to start to go out on my own and do my own consulting. That's when I started to go inward and start to look at, okay, now I've learned a lot about how marketing and branding works. Who have I been working with? And that's when I reflected back. I'm like, who am I going to serve? And when I reflected back, I started seeing that 85% of my best clients, the ones I loved working with, they got the biggest results were women. And these were women that were ambitious and powerful. And yet they, the, the common theme is that they were looking for their voice. They were looking for an empowerment behind their words and their language. And so that's what I set out to create in my own business. And I struggled. Here I had been working with all these brands and helping them become elevated. But when it came to my own message, I struggled for many, many years. And it was financial hardship. I overspent kind of haphazardly, but I wasn't buying things for myself. I was always investing either in my business or my education or in people helping me to be able to develop that. Hmm. I mean, it's the entrepreneur life, right? People think it's so glamorous, but you've already alluded to it, how sometimes people don't pay you or there's surprises along the way. And then as entrepreneurs, we care so much about the impact, the dollars that we make. We want to always invest that back in the business and have a greater and deeper impact. So it's clear that you had such a passion for something that's so important. And it's incredible. You saw that you looked back over your clients and 80% of those were women. And so talk a little bit about, I don't know how to ask this question the right way, but women versus men, right? In the entrepreneurial world, or even in the workplace in general, what do you see is the difference in how they interact with and how they impact the world? Oh, wonderful question. I remember I had a comment, her name was Cindy Shebler. She was one of my best clients when I was doing radio. And I remember we were having lunch together. And there was just when you have one of those moments where you feel a connection and things really start to, to shift. And this was a moment for me. She was a single woman, a little bit older, had a couple divorces. And so she had a heavy heart, but she was brilliant. And the conversation we were having was about her being the voice of her own ads. And she had a lot of anxiety coming up. And so what I've seen is that Men have a tendency to posture. Men like to play games because men like to win. So there's this back-end stuff. Men are measuring and keeping score. And this is what makes men and women very different. So like, for instance, in my men's circle, I've started a men's circle here in Austin, and we come together to help 
how do men own and use their power without exerting power? And so it's a wonderful question and inquiry. And men like to keep score. They like to be able to win. So they play games in their head throughout the day. They're driving from point A to point B. They're trying to produce a result. Where women have a little bit more of what we call diffused awareness, they are able to see the whole picture all at once. And men are single focused. And that difference between the single focused and the diffused awareness, I think, gets in the way of how people operate. A lot of this work comes from Alison Armstrong, which I just think is some of the most brilliant work between gender communication, because it's all based on biology. And so the diffused awareness, that's so the woman can pay attention to the child and what needs to happen over here and over there, where the men are single focused and they want to win and perform. And so oftentimes, if a woman is having a hard time with her man, whether that's her man, her husband, or maybe someone on her team or a superior, and she doesn't realize that he's keeping score, he's like, well, I did this and I did this. And well, to her, that doesn't matter because she has the diffused awareness. And so for in the workplace, the diffused awareness has become more important now than ever. I see the future completely changing where women are stepping into leadership because as we move into the impact economy, where business is going to be evaluated on the good they do in the world, not the billions of dollars in profit that they create, the world is changing and women are going to be leading that change because that holistic view, that diffused awareness allows women to come from their heart. And women typically don't want to invest in things or do things that are going to harm the planet, hurt children. I loved how Marianne Williamson took a stand when she was running for president, where she talked about one of the first things we need to do is take care of our children, make sure our children are fed and clothed and have a home. And to be able to do that from a policy standpoint, both in business and in politics and government, that's when the world is going to change. And I think that's the biggest difference is that women are going to be accountable to a higher standard because they see how everything relates and interact where men just kind of see their eye on the prize. It's how we're engineered to go hunt and produce a result. That reminds me of, oh my gosh, so much. I'm sure this plays out in every level, every area of life, right? From at home, with the kids, with money and finances, with business, with work, everything, right? And so it reminds me of this thing. I was talking to my coach about this, how every night I'm trying to get dinner on the table, right? I've got my mind on like 10 different things. The kids are over here. I've got to prepare to tell them it's almost time for dinner. I've got the plates over here, the pot's spoiling over. And oh, I got to remember to get the laundry later. I'm thinking of like 20 different things. My husband's sitting there and I'm like, hey, could you help with something? And he's like, with what? And he doesn't see anything. And I'm like, oh, but if I tell him, I'm like, okay, just these three things. Could you bring over the plates? Could you do this? Could you do this? He's great at that. And (laughs) so like I was talking to my coach about this, but the, the same thing, like that diffused awareness, I think is such a distinguishing factor between how women approach things versus how men approach things. Right. That reminds me of a story about Shannon and I had been, uh, we were doing a big event. We had like two or 300 people at our live event and we were heading home that night. We were heading out of the hotel and it was raining and it was dark right off the bat. The man goes into the trance of produce result. I need to get the car. My wife is in high heels. It's raining. Should I go get the car, pull it up? No, I'll hold her. All right. So all this is going through my head, right? And she's wanting to talk and connect, right? (laughs) And I'm not hearing it. But because we've done this work, I was able to say to her, honey, I'm sorry. I'm single focused trying to produce a result. 
So her, instead of going, well, you never listen to me and I just need someone to hear me, that was able to be avoided because she understood that the process of a man is to produce the result. So she gave me the space to get the car, get her in, get on the freeway. And then I can turn to her and go, honey, what did you think of the event? And then she could talk and we could connect. But without her understanding that process, it can lead to a lot of resentments and role, kind of like role conflict. And not understanding why men do the things that they do or women do the things that they do. We'll get back to our conversation with Mark in just a minute. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid, like we were, that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. And now back to our chat with Mark A. Granger. That's such a good reminder for everyone out there, because I think if you go into every conversation like that, knowing that that's the difference, right, between a man and a woman, and that exact situation that you just said right there is one that I often encounter with my husband. I'm like, you're not listening to me. And he's the same thing, outcome, right? He's just solely focused on the outcome. But myself as a woman, I'm like, well, I can be focused on the outcome, but I can also listen to my child when my child says they're hungry or they need a hug and I'm stirring the pot, right? Of food, like going back to Annie's example. And then I've got my phone and Annie's texting me about something in business and I'm doing it all at the same time. And so it's very easy to forget about that. So that's such a good reminder. Something that I wanted to ask you about was in the investing world that Annie and I spend a lot of time in, the theme that I often hear from women over and over and over again with regards to investing is that they don't want to make a mistake. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this, your feedback for a woman who might be listening right now, who is fearful of making a mistake. Where does that come from and why? Because in the beginning of the show, you started off talking about, we've got smart ambitious, resourceful women. And we all know that being super resourceful is how you 
are successful, right? It's not always knowing how you're going to get it done. It's about being resourceful. So if we know this about women and women may or may not know that about themselves, where does the fear for mistakes come in and how can we help women get over that fear? Really, really great question. I'm a big proponent that at some point in time, depending on a person's own awareness, especially a woman, there comes a point in time where she steps into unlearning as opposed to learning. And this is really when I see that life gets juicy because you start to see what are the things that you adopted from family, from teachers, usually well-meaning people, but they do things that impact or maybe even impede your ability to be powerful. And one of those things is making you feel like mistakes are a problem. We have been conditioned over and over again. I mean, as a man, I watch sports. I don't really like how the sports commentator, they will spend the majority of their time focusing on the mistake that the athlete made and they'll play the thing over and over again. And then they have a conversation of now is his contract going to be canceled because he made this mistake. Now they're playing at a high game where mistakes matter. What I think is important is that when you step into investing, you have to have two things. Number one, you need to have a plan to where one, the first thing you should be creating is security so that you have the ability to play a little bit more in attaining wealth and then it's freedom. So you've got to have the security there and then you have some money that you can play with so that if you make a mistake, it's not mean you're not going to lose your home. Your kid's not going to go without food. And you want to be able to create that because that empowers you. And then the thing to understand is to look at your child and remember that you in your heart is a child. And if every time your child went to walk from point A to point B when they were a baby and you got on them because they fell down, they would never learn to walk. Failure is mandatory for you to make the distinctions and learn how to go from point A to point B. So the really smart, ambitious woman says, I'm going to fail 20 or 30 times between now and here. The faster I can experience those failures, the better, because it's not about being able to get it right the first time. You won't. You have to have people that don't pay you. You have to have mistakes. You have to, that's how we learn. And then the other key with that is learning how to build a thicker skin and recognizing that most of the time, the game we're playing in our head around failure, doing it wrong and making mistakes we think it's going to be far worse than it's really going to be. Ladies, you are resilient. You are powerful and you are resourceful and you can handle the failures and setbacks. And that I think is the biggest thing is that in our mind, we don't think that we can handle it. We think it's going to be devastating. And when you start to see that, you know what, I'm able to step up every time there's been a setback, I'm able to bounce it to a higher level. And that's the game you begin to play. You realize that after every mistake, now there is an up level in your ability to make a difference and be in more in your courage. Mm -hmm. So much goodness in all of that. And I love that this is coming from you, a man, and not from Annie or I, a woman, because I feel like it's so easy for women to tell other women. And it's like, yeah, but you're doing all this other stuff and it's so easy for you. But I love hearing this, these empowering words and these reminders coming from a man versus a woman. So I love all of that. And absolutely the first thing that you said, make sure that you are secure first such a big thing, right? Because in the game of investing, if you don't have that room to play, it could be devastating for you and right. your family. Right. And when you get to a point where you say, okay, I have a little bit of extra room to use this money to make a little bit of a mistake to then play and fail faster, quicker and all of that, then now it kind of makes it 
less scary, right? And all of these other things that you're saying as well about building a thicker skin and all of that is amazing and great advice for anyone who's listening. So I love that. Are you an investor? I'm curious because you, you kind of spoke to it like you are. And so yes, I actually you- have the I actually had the luxury when I was working in radio, a friend of mine was a friend of Robert Kiyosaki's. And okay. so Robert Kiyosaki had come into town and I was working for an AM station and it was talk radio. So I was able to get him on the radio and that's how I built a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And so that was actually one of my first speaking gigs is I asked if I could open for him because he was uh-huh. doing a training. In that training, I got to have my first speaking gig was to open for Robert Kiyosaki and it was awesome. And then he, oh, came, back, he came back the next year and he had been on Oprah. And I mentioned to him about, because I think he said his income went up $300,000 from one episode. And then it was like a year later, he came back to town and we were having lunch. This is 20 years ago. I said, so yeah, you told me that Oprah and your book had really launched. He goes, you know, what's interesting is I can tell anywhere around the world that that episode plays because my book sales spike every time. And so I got into real estate investing and we really got into doing uh, vacation rentals. I love vacation rentals. And here's the story. So I had a condo. It was a two bedroom condo. Actually, it was a three bedroom condo, kind of small. And we had rented it out to a younger girl and her boyfriend broke in and she shot at him with a gun and shot a hole in the wall. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And this isn't like the hood isn't expected. At the same time in in one of our other duplexes, we had a tenant and she didn't pay rent. And so I went to her to get rent and she's like, well, I gave it to a family in need at my church. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but you owe rent. And she's like, but there was a family in need. So at that point in time, we completely pivoted. We spent that weekend. We went out and we were able to furnish the whole three bedroom side of the duplex for under a thousand dollars using Craigslist. And then we went right into vacation rental and we were able to triple our monthly rent just from that move. And it was awesome because not only that, then we were able to send people. We had a whole cleaning team that could go in right after them, clean, fix any problems. And it's so the wear and tear was far less than having someone who lives there for a year or two years, and then you getting in and getting a chance to update the place. So vacation rentals has been my biggest choice of investment. So fun. Love the short-term rental space. Annie knows. And then uh, more recently, what's been showing up for me is executive women speakers or elite women speakers who are already maybe have a six or multiple six or seven figure business have been approaching me around fractional CMO work and getting a percentage of their business. And I love that because uh, it allows me to tie my work to the results that their business gets. Mm -hmm. And it's not as much out of pocket for someone who has that kind of expertise, but it allows you to tie long-term into the success of the business. And at the same time, I'm getting an asset as opposed to just paid for my time. And so so I love that model. Yeah. For people who don't know what fractional CMO means, explain what that is real quick. Yeah. So it's basically a CMO for hire. So oftentimes you might be looking for a marketing director. You've got a knack. You've kind of got your systems in place, but you're really ready to scale. And what you need is next up level of your message and everything fits together. So having someone with extreme strategy to come in and give you the whole strategy of your business, really your thought leadership, so that your message, your leadership, your programs, your packages, your pricing are all in alignment with a brand that's meant to enhance the world and really elevate your thought leadership. 
They can come in, they can get that all elevated, they can create the systems that develop the team and really create the infrastructure and then hand it to a marketing director. And you're not having to pay $150,000 a year for that. You can have a nice investment, lower investment up front, and then pay a percentage to your part-time CMO or your short-term CMO. And then they can come back quarterly or yearly and be a part of your strategic planning and part of your strategic team. And that's wonderful because it ties their compensation to the results of your business. And few marketers are willing to do that. Oh, yeah. I know that real well. So fascinating. You guys, if, if any of the listeners are out there and you're a small business and you're just getting stuff off the ground, this is a huge huge value add to your business to be able to get the insights from somebody who has done it before. The partnership, the way it's set up, the way Mark is talking about is exactly the way you would want it to be set up. Most, like you said, most marketing companies don't align with you that way. But to bring on the experience and the expertise that you have for a small fraction of the price when you need it, as you need it, is a huge game changer for small businesses out there. So I love that. Really quick, we transition I want to know why speaking. Why is that a big deal? Why is that a big deal for women? For most people out there, I'm sure you're aware of this. Public speaking is one of the most fearful things beyond dying. They don't care. They're like, let me die. I don't care. I would rather die before I stand up on a stage. Why is it important for women to know the importance of getting on a stage and speaking and leading that way through that medium? In the new economy, especially with technology, speaking isn't just about being on stage. It's also about being online, being on video. Right now is a form of speaking. And the reason you want to be able to be a speaker is the fastest way to position your value. Now, you have to know how to do that. You can't just start speaking because you might make yourself look kind of bad. The way you respond in a meeting, the way you position yourself, the way you Talk about your credibility. That's one of the most challenging things for people to do. And I find, especially for women, they feel like they're boasting or bragging. And you've got to be able to talk about the things that you do powerfully from a place of certainty. And when you do that, five minutes of a structured talk, when we say a structured talk, we don't mean understanding every single word and memorizing it. It's about learning how to use the power of impact and influence and language to position yourself to the listeners. And so if you're in a boardroom and you're around the boardroom and you're a woman in a boardroom of men and you know how to raise your hand and speak what you need to talk about with certainty and how to position yourself, you instantly sit, communicate to the room, I'm a leader, I know where I'm going and I know what I'm doing. Those kind of women are going to make more money. They're going to get elevated faster in the workforce. If you're a business owner, speaking is the fastest way to attract clients. You don't have to build funnels. You don't have to create all these back-end systems. We show people how to turn 10 minutes of stage time into $10,000 plus. We've done it for over 500 women. Our clients have gone on to generate over $46 million in their own businesses using our speaker path to cash system. And most of them, kind of had a knack for speaking, but a lot of them were still afraid to get on stage. I'm, re- I'm thinking of Jennifer Jost. Jennifer Jost is a financial planner. She's awesome. She's a women's coach focusing on wealth creation for women. And when she came to us, she's like, I have a story and I don't know how to tell my story that's going to inspire, but at the same time, tie it to financial planning. And at 29 years old, her husband took her kids hostage. It was a literal hostage negotiation for 11 hours, and it ended with him shooting both kids and killing himself. So here she is, 29 years old, lost everything she'd ever had her whole life and was completely devastated. 
And she's wow. like, how do I tell that story? And she was, and I said, well, what was the moment that allowed you to get past that? And she said, I remember it clearly. I was in a support group because I immediately went into a grief support group after that. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple that had been in this grief support group for five years and they were an emotional wreck. They couldn't function. And she's like, I can't do that the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So she made a decision to really, really choose joy over fear and, and over pain. And she's this light in the room. And she recently, a couple of years ago, she did a talk for domestic violence. And there was like 500 people in the room. They were all investors and uh, donors for this charity. And she had the whole room in tears. And then she had a series of people that came up to her and said, I want to talk to you as my financial planner. So she got a flood of leads and she moved the room and changed lives with her ability to talk about her story. Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. I love that. I mean, when, when she came to us, she was shaking and she couldn't get the words out. And so we have training and processes that help you eliminate that fear, talk through it, heal. It's a wonderful journey. And you step on the other side, you're empowered, you're excited, and you know that your story is going to help other women. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So impactful. I love all of that. Oh my gosh. I could sit here and chat with you all day. <laughs> okay. Let's so, do many it. More, so many more <laughs> questions, so many more things we could talk about. I love all of this because there's so many women out there who need this. They need to cure this. They need the help, I think, to really hone in on their messaging. We coach our clients as well. And I see it all the time. What you're saying is so important. The quicker that you can hone in on your messaging, the quicker that you're going to see the impact and the dollars as well coming in because you're certain about who you are and what you're there to do. So I love all of that. All right. We're going to transition into our next segment of the show, the Life and Money Show Spotlight. We're going to ask you a couple of questions around life and money. So the first question is, what is one thing that you're doing right now to live a meaningful and intentional life by design? That's wonderful. I've been really fortunate in my life to be introspective. And that's one of the things I teach people is to really know yourself. And so from that, what I have been able to see is that I have the gifts of elevating other people's voices. And because I just resonate and has naturally been women, we really are doing something powerful. My wife and I are really able to help women elevate their message. And I feel right now it's the women leaders and speakers that are going to change the planet. When you're able to take what your passion is and use it to heal the planet, whether that's child trafficking or politics or the environment, whatever it is, I call it impact economy. Everything that's the problem right now is being addressed by impact investing. If we can up-level impact investing to where the things that people invest in are doing good to the planet, that's where there's a, a ripple effect. So I'm really moved that the women that are coming to us are brilliant and powerful and changing the world through their message. So through other people that I'm really seeing, I used to think it was me being front and center. And now I see it's much more powerful to use my skills to elevate and their message. Love it so much. Been given gifts for sure. And when we leverage the gifts that we've been given to make an impact, that's when everything kind of comes full circle. I also think it's important that you have a spiritual practice I'm a longtime student of A Course in Miracles, and then I think your morning practice is critical to get your mind straight, to make sure you're not an ego. And if everybody does that a little bit every day to get in there, out of their head, into their heart, step away from fear and into love, now we have a planet that is heaven on earth. 
Oh my gosh. Speaking our language, Annie and I have our morning practices that we do. We do it with our team as well to get us ready for the day and the week ahead. So I love all of that. All right. Second question is what is one life or money hack that you might be able to share that'll make an impact in others' lives right now? I say as soon as you can, probably sooner than you think you should invest in a personal assistant, delegate your life. Personal assistant should be doing your laundry, your grocery shopping. They can even set up so they could be your sous chef. So that if you are truly wanting a life of freedom, $500 a month can go a long way. Your laundry can be done. I mean, it's great when Shannon and I have a speaking gig and we travel, we will come home and we leave our suitcase right there. Our personal assistant comes over, unpacks the suitcase, does all that we come home to a clean house, laundry all done, refrigerators packed. And it's amazing how just the simple things of the chores that you are stuck with, just getting a little relief from that. So you don't have to come home at the end of the day and spend an hour prepping a meal and then cleaning up. You can change that to 15, 20 minutes and you create systems around it. So we have great systems for our personal assistant, checklists and things like that. And she gives us so much freedom in our life so that we can spend time doing the things we're really good at and the things that we really love and impacting lives and and getting enriched as opposed to feeling obligated to do the things to keep our life moving. Yeah. And it's such a good reminder too, for business owners as well, that it's not just in business that you need an assistant. Where are you spending your time? Where is your highest ROI? Right. Your personal life as well. So I love that. I'm going to go out and hire somebody tomorrow. I think we need I, to do that, Annie. <laughs> we're Annie to, we're when Annie was talking about what she was talking about, the boiling over, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. she's an assistant. And it's amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, do. You, you could even share one. You can get 10 hours a week for probably less. You can get 10 hours a week for probably 400 bucks a month. It's pretty amazing. And they could run all your errands. And just the first thing to start with is write down the things you delegate. And then the second thing is have the courage to receive. You deserve to give that up. I see women over and over again. This is my mom to a T. They feel obligated by responsibility. And a truly life led by intention frees themselves from obligation and creates choice. And there's people that love to serve and mama bear you up. So let them do it. Yeah. Fractional personal assistant. There you go. Where can we find one of those? (laughs) We need to find the answer to that question after the show, Annie. All right. Last question is, what is one thing that you're doing right now to make the world a better place? Uh, Right now, we are restructuring our company to be more in alignment with elevating existing successful women and be able to reach them more. So what that really comes down to is my wife and I really doing the work in our own marriage. I feel like the quality of your marriage will determine all your relationships, determine the quality of the work you do in your world. And so we do a lot of work of how we relate to each other. We're excellent at communicating. So Once again, it's just been a lifelong love and commitment to communication and effective communication. And what I'm learning on that is really being an excellent listener and being able to take and set my feelings aside and really hear her and understand her. The better I can do that and create space for her, the more she can create that space for me, the happier life is. And then then you can go out there and, and really serve other people. 
Incredible. Mark, you are such a wealth of wisdom and knowledge about so many different aspects of life and business. Tell our listeners what's the best place they can go to learn more about all that you're doing at Big Impact HQ and tell them a little bit about the speaker blueprint and how they can get a copy of that as well. Well, our, our website is bigimpacthq.com, and it's the place you go to learn how to communicate with impact and influence. It can be from the, the person who has a knack for speaking. Maybe you've been in Toastmasters and you kind of like speaking and you'd like to use it to elevate your business. Maybe you have a fear of speaking, but you're feeling called out there and you want to find your voice. Or maybe you're already multiple six-figure, maybe a seven-figure business, and you know that you need to redefine yourself, reinvent yourself, and you want to elevate your message to that million-dollar message. You can head on over to Big Impact HQ and learn all about all the things that we do. But the simplest place to start is our speaker blueprints. And the speaker blueprints is a fun assessment that allows, that breaks down what is it that is your propensity. You always want to play to your strengths before trying to fix your weaknesses. I did that for many, many years. I was able to identify what was wrong, and then I went in there to fix it. And that's kind of miserable. It's not very joyful, where if you can turn your attention to, these are the things I'm good at, these are my strengths, and you work on those, that becomes 80% of your life rather than the 80% of focusing on what's not working. So the speaker blueprints help you identify, are you an activist? Are you a motivator? Are you a orator, kind of like uh, Maya Angelou or Martin Luther King? Maybe you're the performer like Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, You might be the, trying to remember all of them, there's six of them. And what this allows you to do is to then see, oh, this is what I'm good at. And then with that, there comes a subsequent free training that allows you to see what are the elements that I can adopt from all six speaker blueprints so that when I speak on stage or online, I'm impacting lives, I'm making a difference, and I'm attracting clients. Your ability to articulate your message is the most important thing to your success in your what you're trying to accomplish. And the Speaker Blueprints is a great place to start because it sets out a course for you to understand what you need to do to become the best communicator you can. Oh, couldn't so not agree. You can go to those by hitting, uh, go to speakerblueprints.com. That's Prince with an S, speakerblueprints.com. Free quiz there that would allow you to come onto our list and we can romance you up and uh, maybe make you a customer for life. We'd love that. I could not agree more. Your ability to articulate your message is in direct relationship with your success in life, in all areas of life. So love that for all of our listeners. Definitely check that out, speakerblueprints.com. Mark A. Granger, co-founder with his wife, Shannon, of Big Impact HQ and creator of the Speaker Blueprints. Mark, thank you so much for being here with us and our listeners today. Thank you, ladies. And if I could leave a parting message on the work that you're doing, I love being around powerful women that are doing great things. As moms, you're setting a great example for your kids and the kids of others, and you're empowering other women financially. Nothing is more influential and impactful on this planet than a financially empowered woman. Let's get women in a place to where they have choice and they don't have to worry about making money. Then they can get out there and then you can use their gifts to make an impact and change the planet. And you're doing exactly that with the work that you're doing. I'm here for you on any resources that you need. Let's make a difference together. You've been listening to The Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations.